Welcome to the Explosion Network's exploration of Studio Ghibli. Each week we'll be discussing one of the films from within the library of the celebrated animation studio. This is Studio Ghibli's Animated Wonders. Hello, my name is Dylan Blight. Joining me to discuss today's animated wonder is Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here and being part of your world. We're talking about Little Mermaid, right? Yeah. Close. Yeah. Also here, Karen Marchant. Ahoy! Is that a sailor? Well, that's what they say it a lot throughout Ponyo, as well as it's very reminiscent of uh, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. It's a very <laughs> common thing. So it's, just, just, it's a whole thing. It's wow. just, you know... They say ahoy, it sounds more like oi, but you know, it's... Little Mermaid and Wind Waker, there you go. Uh, Mm. In case you didn't get those two references, today we are, yeah, we're talking about Ponyo, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, written by Hayao Miyazaki, main cast, Tomoko Yamaguchi, Kazuki Nagashima, Yuki Amami, George Tokoro, Yurei Nara, Hiroki Doi. It was released in 2008. The synopsis for the film is a five-year-old boy develops a relationship with Ponyo, a young goldfish princess who longs to become human after falling in love with him. Ponyo, you're amazing! Karen, have you seen this before? Uh, I'd seen parts. I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay, you go first. What do you think of this movie? I really enjoyed this movie. I thought this was very good. I think this is... This continues on kind of like that. For me, I think it's almost as good as Howl's and uh, Spirited Away for me. I think it's a very fun movie to watch. Um, it's 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 very amusing at times because like it's it has these such fantastical themes and ideas and, and lots of bad stuff happens. If you were to look at it, it's like, wait, this movie's kind of a disaster movie, but nobody in the movie recognizes that it's a disaster movie. Like... <laughs> The whole place gets flooded, but everybody in this world is taking it in their stride. It's like, just, you know, like the mum Lisa is just, she just takes everything in her stride. She is just across everything. The craziest driver you've ever seen. And uh, she's just all over it. It's, uh, but it's very good to watch. I really loved it. Um, I think it was animated beautifully. I think it had a really good story. Compared to recent stuff we watched, there were actual themes in this movie and there was actual, once again, going back to the environmental kind of themes that um, Miyazaki, I wanted to say Kojima for some reason, just then really randomly. That is weird. Miyazaki, um, <laughs> <laughs> Miyazaki is known to throw in in the movies. Um, I think this is very much um, showing these these great Studio Ghibli. Once again, we can say this is definitely 100% a Studio Ghibli movie. Ash, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I think it is definitely up towards the top end purely because of the animation. I think I think it might be the most beautifully animated Studio Ghibli film we've watched so far. Like all the rain effects and the water and that obviously in that massive set piece where she's running across the fish waves and all that kind of stuff I think is just perfect, amazingly animated. Um, even like the the sequence where the water's going into uh, her father's like underground house uh, and that whole fish sequence. Uh, yeah, I think it is definitely beautifully animated. Uh, there are some things that I wish had been explained a little bit more. 
Uh, the, the, I think there's bits and pieces are a bit too vague. Um, but yeah, I think like it, it, it's why is her being a human like going to cause the end of the world? Because it's a disruption of why uh, is the moon suddenly coming closer? It's just that whole yeah, it's a disruption. Just of, say magic uh, nature. Yeah, but it's magic it's also I don't think it it really matters. <laughs> It's, no, I it's mean, simple, <laughs> it is really as simple as she's a fish. She's become human. That causes a disruption in the forces of nature. So that causes a well. It's also that like you would presume that Ponyo is a potential god or quote unquote like spirit of the sea. Like yeah, she well, is. Depends how you want the next kind of. If you if you look at it as her mother being the current god of the sea. Ponyo could potentially, in her future, if in her current state, be her like replacement or the next god of the sea. So it's just kind mm. of um, moving, yeah, away from that and and that issues with that. Yeah, so I love this movie. Not to get, we're not doing rankings this week, but this is definitely in the the high ones for me. I've been really looking forward to rewatching this since we started this podcast uh, to see if it hold up as well. Since since I hadn't watched it for probably four or five years. Um, and I just, it is, I agree with everything Ash said. I, I would think this is the best animated Ghibli film. And I can't say that for sure just yet. Cause I haven't watched some of the ones coming up. So maybe we'll, I'll change my mind, but you stick of, with me the best so far. Hey, the best one so far. <laughs> yeah. The best one so far it's, it, but even coming into it, I consider it the best out of all the ones I have watched, mm. um, coming into it. So and I also just think this movie has such a kind of fun joy to it that a lot of uh, Miyazaki's films don't. I think this is his most simplest form of fun inside any of his movies. Like, this movie has a lot more joy than Spirited Away or even Totoro, which is, mm. I guess Totoro is considered his most fun, just sort of cute, film and yeah, i would half say of that, that movie this, there is chasing a girl who's run away yeah <laughs> and they presume I definitely, dead. yes so i definitely feel like this one is just a lot more joyous and whatever else other and, than the flooding everybody's houses yeah but it's just the way it's produced like there's no <laughs> the fact is that they because they never present anyone being worried about it you're no, not, you're, nobody as a, cared. yeah as a viewer it means <laughs> that you don't get worried about it like it's yeah you you present the movie the way you want to and then you're going to get people's reactions and they're going to feel certain ways. So, um, I, there's really, I, I don't have many problems with this movie, <laughs> to be honest. I guess the first thing to kind of get into is obviously a lot of people would say that this was inspired by the little mermaid, little mermaid in some form or fashion. Yes. And it's easy to see that with the sort of setup and general premise of like someone like, Fish leaves water, falls in love with human. Like that is obviously Ariel and Prince, whatever, if you want to look at it that way. However, I would say everything else about this movie is nothing like Little yeah. Mermaid. No, there's Sorry. no antagonist, really. No. Um, there's no Ursula. Which no. And once been- again, big difference between Disney and proper Ghibli movies, not counting tales from Earthsea last week. The bad, quote unquote, bad guy in this movie, her father, not really a proper bad guy, you know, like he's just. He thinks he's doing what's right, and then by the end of the movie, you're like, "Oh, he's cool," you know. Like, I don't know. Why it, is he keeping always... them all trapped in the house, though? That's never explained. They're all the fish. 
There's a lot of things that's never explained. The thing that I was most confused about when it comes to him is he talks about filling up the well and being like, and then we'll rise up into a glorious era without humans and stuff. And then it happens and he doesn't seem to be... Like, he's not happy about it. He's like, oh, crap, the moon's going to fall on us. Like... Because I'm pretty sure I if the moon it, falls, I think if the the moon falls on the Earth, that will destroy and kill everyone. He's like, oh, my plan was flawed. That would have been a yeah. nice thing to have at some point. Yeah. Um, we're gonna drive in, like, so diving into thematic breakdown. I would say, obviously, this movie does deal with the environmental films that are prevalent in a lot of Miyazaki's films. However, I think this is the one where it's giving the least focus and it's more just presenting a very realistic view of how the ocean is. And that's because every time there's a swimming sequence of Ponyo, like swimming through the water or someone's swimming through the water, you can always just spot trash just floating around. And in fact, the first time yeah. she comes up to the, the the land, obviously she gets trapped among this rubbish being picked up and trapped inside in the bowl of yeah. or whatever it was uh, and all of that. But it's never given... Like, there's no character that ever gives a big speech about how we should look after the Earth or anything like that. So it's kind of just this... It's just presented realistically. Like, the ocean is full of trash because humans keep putting trash in it. And obviously, I guess the closest you could get is her father being like, humans are bad people, blah, 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 blah. But he never specifically points out reasons why, even though you, yeah. you're very well aware of him hinting at, like, look what they're doing to our ocean. Yeah. The humans are yeah. trash. So I find it interesting that it, it, it is here, the environmental themes, once again. They're just, I think it's the least point, like, the least obvious. It's it's the most subtle, probably, yeah, of them so far. I think so. Because uh, even, even Spirited Away, I'd say, is more on the nose. Yeah, I think so. It, yeah, it's definitely after that, like, first 10 minutes is probably not as a prevalent thing. Yeah, I think definitely in the first 10 minutes, especially from the her father's kind of rants and him talking you get the feeling that this is he's angry with pollution and stuff like that and using the sea as a trash place and bits and pieces so um yeah it's uh it's there but it's not forced down your throat as much as it is in some of the other ones yeah, yeah. and then i was i i think the main theme of the movie is just like presenting a sort of image of mother nature and like what a force of nature can be and Ponyo's kind of representative of that, especially during that scene, you just keep bringing up the tsunami. Like, she literally rides in on a tsunami. But yep. it's so kind of polar opposites to what you'd expect because she's creating this tsunami, Ponyo, this young girl. However, she's joylessly, uh, j full of joy, and sort of unbeknownst to anything she's doing, bouncing across these waves and everything just trying to get uh to the she's car and she has no idea what she's doing and watching that scene i think it is just supposed to be you know mother nature or you know nature itself however you want to call it the force of nature is like that it, it doesn't act with you know any sorts of mm. means behind it like out of aggression or you know whatever it's like in it just hits. It happens. It has no <laughs> particular reason or anything like that. And I find it interesting that you kind of put this child to, in charge of and being the one to cause a tsunami like that. Uh, it's really. It would be really interesting if this movie was released closer to a period where like Japan had a 
tsunami or something, but it wasn't at the time. Um, I think that there's those, where was the last one? I think, you know, this came out 2008. I think I Googled it before. There's, they had the massive one like 2011 or 12 or something. So that was a couple of years later. And I, it's like if, if they'd been trying to release that movie then, it obviously would have had to have been shelved because it just wouldn't have been appropriate <laughs> appropriate to, to release it at that point. But yeah, it's, I don't, once again, I don't fully understand what exactly he's trying to say with Ponyo being this, force of nature and, and just coming at you and just presenting that with such a childlike wonder about just kind of you know it, it reminds me of that saying like my um, parents or my grandparents always used to say you know like if a child whips through a room and just kind of chucks shit everywhere and like causes such a havoc it'd be like oh that child's such a you know it's, it's a cyclone when so-and-so comes through the room or something like that and that's kind of what Ponyo is, except for on such a grander scale. She literally just comes in, causes a tsunami, but she has no idea what she's doing at all, you know. And then there's several other elements about Ponyo that are just interesting, just choices made. The fact that they make they do make her this cute young girl. However, they then purposely continue to have those moments where when she turns into the more fish-like form, they give her these stick legs and whatever else that's like quite ugly you know like chicken ugly to look at you know so like yeah hey claw like claws almost (laughs) yeah yeah, they're chicken they're chicken legs that's what they look like like it was yeah yeah. it was like her like you know it was like the war total of her evolutions (laughs) (laughs) pretty pretty much that's close (laughs) poor war total yeah war total sucks okay everybody understands that but Ash, what what do you think of Ponyo as a character? Like, what what do you think? Like, because she's so loud, runs in, causes so much. You know, what 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 do you yeah. think she is supposed to <laughs> represent? Or I don't know. She's just like pure instinct, I guess. Or like, there's no thought of anybody else. It's like she's purely running on instinct. Doesn't worry about anybody, kind of anybody else's feelings or reactions or like. And she's always keeping everything close as well like she carries that bucket like almost the entire rest of the film uh, when she can like she's always clinging on to everything wants to keep everything for herself and that kind of thing um yeah it's it, it's an interesting character it's like pure id i think uh, to a certain point so uh yeah one track mind person okay it's all about Susuke. um i think she's a really interesting character because there's a lot of we- weird and random stuff that I don't think we might not understand about this. Like, for me, the one that sticks out is, like, the moment with the baby when she's, like, so fascinated with this baby and then runs over to it and then kind of, like, sticks her face into it, which was, like, trying to cheer it up, I guess. Um, but it's just so peculiar and so random in bits and pieces of her, kind of her actions. You know, even just the moment where she takes the whole slice of ham and not just the little bit that he'd torn off for her. Um, just this kind of heightened awareness of just her learning and taking in the world. And then as soon as she realized she likes something, she kind of clings onto it and, and, and doesn't want to let go because she's, you know, she has this almost innate fear that she's going to lose it and have to go back to the sea. Well, that's literally her whole relationship with Sasuke is like quick quickly attached and then like once 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 (laughs) that's yeah the whole setup for the whole movie really and then he betrays the hidden leaf village it's a whole thing oh my god 
<laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Um, Ash, what yeah. is your favorite character and or moment from Ponyo? I mean, it's got to be Ponyo because it's like she's the focus of the film. She's like so out there and interesting um, and sort of like like magical and fantasy-like. Uh, favorite moment, probably that tsunami sequence. Again, one of the most beautifully animated things ever. Uh, a lot of other things in con- like make sense in context. I've seen like different like waves and stuff, and people stick Ponyo on them, and that kind of makes sense now. It's like, oh, she's running across the waves. <laughs> that's a that's a thing. Um, yeah, and it, it just sort of pays off in the final reveal at the top of the hill. Like it's Ponyo. That little fish is now a five year old girl. Uh, yeah. Karen. Um, for me, I actually think it's it's Fujimoto, who's her dad. Because um, I think it's not often in Ghibli movies that we've seen so far that I've wanted to know more about one of the side characters. And I just, there's everything about this character I just want to know more about. Like, I love his design. I love his kind of, like, where he fits into in the sea and that he was formerly human and what, what happened to make him this way. Um, his character design, and I don't know why, it might be the striped kind of suits that he wore. But for me, I just kept having this, like he was pulled out of like the Beatles, like Yellow Submarine um, animated kind of movies and shorts that I have just really love and kind of it was a very quick connection for me. Um, and I thought he just had a really interesting character in general. And, and for me, I really liked the, the handshake and giving back Sosuke the boat at the end, like the kind of you, you kind of understood by the end of it that he was trying to do what's best for the sea trying to do what's best for his daughters and then he does care he just does it in a weird way um and his relationship with his wife as well i thought was really nice how do we know they were married <laughs> uh because 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 it does it yeah it says okay. that my wife or something not like just that your, at one point. your sea god mother or whatever <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. I think he says your mother constantly, doesn't he? Yeah. I always thought he just said your mother. Your mother. I just thought, no, I thought when he was talking to her directly, there was more of a connection there, like the, my beloved or something. I could have missed something. Yeah. I could have yeah. missed it. Wouldn't put it past it. Also, their relationship's quite weird, and they never, that's another thing that isn't explained, but obviously I don't think it needs to be explained because the movie's not about him and mm-hmm. uh, the mother. But you got to wonder. I do you wonder need if. need to get into the anatomy of it. No, but what well, I do wonder if the reason Ponyo even <laughs> is able to turn into a human uh, and is sparked off having tasted the human blood is because she is from a human, plus like fish god originally, that like that sparks, god, yeah, sparks Magic a genetic powers, yeah. thing there, possibly, you know. Um, it is his wife. Just looking up. Uh, all right, fact checker. We're right. We're sorry. <laughs> I'm just, just making sure that I was right. They got married under the sea god priest. <laughs> under the sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my favorite moment is actually quite boring, but I once again, I can't sway from picking the moment that has stuck with me since I first watched this in... I don't know if I watched it in 2008 or 2009 by the time it came out. I watched it on DVD when it was new release, but mm. I don't know. It Either would have like, been 2008-ish, I'm going to say. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It was like it, it was like when yeah. I just I think it was my last year of high school or just got out of high mm. school. I don't even know. Um, so there's a moment you and got it, out of high school way later than that, right? Because I finished high school in 2012. No, five. 
six. No, my high school shorter. Oh, really? That's weird. We have less years here. Tasmania's yeah. weird. Yeah, that's Tasmania's that's weird. what the fuck, Tasmania. We only have four years of high school here. What the fuck? <laughs> this, this makes uh, this makes so much more sense now. Yeah. I'm completely understanding of what happens. Finishes a great right. ten. Finishes a great ten. Right. Um, but the first time I watched the movie, and I watched it in dub. The first time I watched it. Uh, because I was a newbie anime watcher. I didn't know we all had to watch it su- uh, with subs. Sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. Now, I know this time I watched it sub because that's how we're doing this whole show. And the moment didn't work as well. But I'm still going to pick it because it's still my favorite moment from this thing. And it's still something I say in day uh, day life that no one understands. But there is a moment in the movie where P- Ponyo says, Ponyo likes ham when she uh, <laughs> goes to get this ham. And I d- it doesn't work. It didn't work as well in this simply because... The I can't remember the actress who voices her in the English the version. Dub? Noah Cyrus. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and the, and uh, Liam Neeson is Fujimoto, which makes me also once again I want to go watch the. Dub. Yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna do a second season where we just talk about all the movies for five minutes <laughs> and just agree or disagree that the, um, the, dubs the English versions are yeah the dubs are good or not. Um, but yeah, so th- ever since that moment where she just adorably like shouts, Ponyo likes ham. I've had this thing for, it's one of those weird lines that like, if I go to make a ham sandwich or something, I'll be like, Dylan likes ham. And then if no, <laughs> even if no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about, it's just one of those random movie lines that has stuck with me ever since I watched it. So I, I was kind of disappointed when I got to that moment in the movie, I'm like, Oh, it doesn't land the same when I'm reading it. It doesn't quite hit the marks, but I'm still going to pick it because that's just the the, the moment that sticks out to me forever since over 10 years ago. Uh, So that's it. Any random other things you want to point out, Ash? Lisa is the scariest driver I've seen in an anime (laughs) ever. I would not want to be in a car with her. She's great. She just she's terrifying, yeah. especially those long windy roads with a cliff right to the side of it. Uh, <laughs> not paying attention to what's in front of her. Terrifying. There's this. I felt I felt connected with with the younger community because I don't feel connected to teenagers these days. You know, or people who are in the current kind okay. of it's 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 only like six years off for me, but it's whatever. But there was multiple times where I looked at the character's face or what they were doing, and I legit said, that's a mood. Like that, you know, like that just, just which is not something I would normally do. But there was like the moment where Sasuke was like sad, but still had his ice cream. Where I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, no, that feeling. You know what's up with that? Like, <laughs> like just his facial expression sold it so well that. Yeah, it just uh, made me laugh. And then, yeah, the her, Lisa needing to take a lick of it and then almost crashing, crashing because the car. of it. <laughs> <laughs> my two special shout-outs are going to be when he's first hiding Ponyo at the school and Sasuke runs out and then that little girl comes out and he's like, I'll let you look then. And then Ponyo, like, squirts water all over her dress. And, uh, oh, no, uh, the little girl first says, Oh, she looks fat or whatever. So Ponyo <laughs> squirts water all over her face. That's a mood. <laughs> That's a mood. Uh, and then my second shout out has to be to the, the old people in this movie because they were uh, quite great as well. In the I retirement village, yeah. If, yeah, in the retirement village. Like just all of them. Even the, the cranky one at the end, she's great. You know, but all the, the, the ones that are quite oh, happy with Ponyo at the start. Oh, she came and 
rush to to hug save the day was yeah. so wholesome man it was so wholesome whole movie also wholesome. can we can we say how weird it is that the whole crux of this film is that these two five-year-olds need to be in love forever uh that's the burden that uh the father put on them <laughs> i don't know like i never i i don't know if you need to take it as a forever but it's more of a then you know yeah, I don't know if it's a. They need to be even then. Together it's like forever. Does a five year old know what love is? Really, no, I don't think he needs to know what love is because the test was simply the test. Like he has no idea, really, and that's why at the end of the movie, it's like, would you still like Ponyo if she was a fish? Yeah, of course. Like he's not like, oh, I love her. I want to marry her. The quote like, is, I, "I love all Ponyos." Yeah, I love all Ponyos, but it's it, you're you're taking it like super romantic when I don't think it needs to be that way. It just needs to be they are. Like, there's no reason to take it super romantic when they're two five-year-olds. And it's not like they ever actually put anything like that into the movie, apart from the very end where they, like, do a whole true lover's kiss type thing. However, I would say that, if anyone, Ponyo is the one that's super... She yeah. likes him that way. She's super Whereas cute. I like Sasuke. I like to think that Sasuke is more just sort of oblivious to all that. And, to, and, and then that's why... He's like, she kisses him and <laughs> transforms back. But he's just like, I like all Ponyos because she's a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's five years I old. Say, I have to say as well, Lisa in this movie continues to make me think that we need to add like a bonus episode where we rate the parental guardians in the movies because... Well, she's great. She's a great mom. She's just great. She's just wonderful. She just she takes never... everything in her stride. She, she doesn't does. go, this is crazy. That this little fish girl is suddenly here, living in my and house. Now a girl. <laughs> also, the part where she uh, spits it with her husband on the boat—that's a mood. <laughs> that's one hundred percent. And also, shout <laughs> anyway. out again. Point out again, once again, Miyazaki writing a strong uh, female character who's basically doing solo parenting because the husband is off fucking doing this. It, was, it wasn't clear that At she's she's Susuke's mother. Like, yeah, I, she is. I thought, yeah, because yeah, no, it is just weird. Yeah. I just just weird that she he always calls her Lisa. Lisa, mm. like I don't know if that's a is it the stepmother thing? or something. Yeah. No, because like she specifically says when she's on the phone, like you're not going to come home and be with me and your son, or you know, like your wife whatever. and your son. That it's like your wife, wife and your son. son. Yeah, it's your wife. That could and still your son. be like a yeah. stepmother or something. Possibly, not that it really matters because she's a great not that mother. Matters, yeah, I know. It's putting you're writing a lot of this on the fact that she he simply calls his mother Lisa, which yeah, it's mm. weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know what culturally yeah. Japanese children call also, their parents. Like to point out, Sasuke is going to be pissed at some point when he realizes that his sailor's cap got shrunk with the boat, and yeah. Ponyo doesn't have magical powers anymore, so she can't fix that. She's just a human girl. It's also quite funny because I guess, like, if you want to take this into more realistic terms, following the end of this movie in Ponyo 2, Lisa struggles to find out how to fake adoption papers, much like Ma and Pa Kent, to fake (laughs) (laughs) this human life. To stop stop, uh, the government from coming in doing tests on her? Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Any other uh, uh, things, Karen? No? Wait, let me jump off that point. Did yeah. you know that Miyazaki had to be convinced not to make Ponyo 2 and instead what? make The Wind Rises? 
That's not a real thing, surely. Yes. Studio Ghibli producer Toshi Suzuki told an American audience uh, that studio co-founder and director Hayao Miyazaki wanted to make Ponyo Part 2 instead of The Wind Rises. Uh, he explained the role. He was uh, doing a panel at the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences about the role of produ- anime producers. Uh, he noted that Miyazaki said he wanted to make a sequel to Ponyo, but Suzuki asked Miyazaki to adapt his own manga, The Wind Rises, instead. Uh, the host, John C. Riley, dryly noted that Suzuki did the exact opposite of what any American producer would have done. <laughs> Told him to do something original instead of a yeah. <laughs> sequel. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They've never made any sequels, apart from yeah. The Cat Returns being a pseudo spin-off pseudo, sequel yeah. thing. Yeah, interesting. I wouldn't have thought... I guess maybe that just shows that he enjoyed making it so much and it was more of a joyful film that he maybe just wanted to make a second rather than The Wind Rises because although I haven't seen The Wind Rises, I know that's more of a serious, uh, somewhat autobiographical biographical yeah. film uh, for him. So interesting. Anyway, we'll be talking about The Wind Rises uh, soon. Not next week. A few weeks, yeah. Soon. A few weeks' time. We're in the final stretch, uh, everyone, in case you don't know. Yeah, we are. Also, shout out to the uh, ramen scene. Great scene. Like of her putting, good. putting the lids on, it's like close her eyes. Then she's somehow able to put all these wet things in very quickly. <laughs> Look, great. Don't doubt Lisa's. No, why did thought, she put the? Egg? I thought the lid. Oh, or maybe she no, had like I, a lid. I thought the lid oh, was that's... a secondary compartment that when you put it down to heat, you drop the rest of it in. Maybe like that. That that mm. was my thought process Maybe. for the lid. No, but she took I was, off for a I was mystified by the ramen bowl, and I was like, "Look, if that's not a thing, people need to get onto it." I assume that it is a thing. thing. I'm that it's is like a, a Japanese real food. Thing. Yes, <laughs> that's a real uh, food. Yes. Well, no, no, no. I meant like the 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 system where the meat and the leeks and stuffs in the top, and then you'd let it out, and then oh, that, that okay, your that yeah. crazy yeah. notion. Yeah, no, that's thing. no I've watched enough Japanese, you know, shows to show <laughs> me that ramen is a thing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fine. Also, that Ponyo song that slaps at the end. Ponyo, Ponyo, yeah. Ponyo, Ponyo. It's so yeah. great listening to it and then reading the lyrics. It's like secret fish from the sea loves. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a big tummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That is animated wonder number 16, Ponyo. Let us know what you thought of the film on Twitter. You can follow all of us on Twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash Twitter. Next week's film is The Secret World of Ariadne. So make sure to watch it before next week's episode releases, and we'll see you there. Bye.